Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 139. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. No, oh, hi, hi. And brand new guest, Craig Walker. Ah, hello, nice to see you. <laughs> and thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Craig, we like to ask our first-time guest, what is your Simpsons history? Where did the show begin with you? Oh, gosh. The first time that I ever saw it, I was living in Canberra, of all places, so, of course, it was the most exciting thing that was yep. around at the time. Um, <laughs> I know, Canberra used to have fireworks. Uh... Yeah, they, they did. They used to have fireworks, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, there was the most exciting thing that you could get apart from fireworks. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And uh, I was working in Canberra at the time, as most people try to pretend that they do. And <laughs> it was the days of fast forward. It was the days where television was exciting and these new yeah. things came in, newfangled cartoons came in. The Simpsons was there and it made fun of everything that was a holy cow, which yeah. was, it was a sacred cow. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. And, and I just kept watching it afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that really annoyed me about my experience with The Simpsons was that the first few seasons were then repeated and repeated and repeated ad yeah. nauseum yeah. in Australia. But we didn't get anything new for, I think, it, it felt like about 25 years, but it was yeah. probably only about three or four. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't air the same year that it, it aired in the States. Mm. And so, like, when it finally came over to Australia, they had already had three or four seasons in the bank. So mm. it just hit the ground running in syndication in Australia. And I sort of remember season five being the first one where I was, like, watching new episodes week to week. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly everything was all, all kind of new. But this is why Bart the General is one of my favourite episodes, mm-hmm. because oh, yeah? I saw it 93 times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a classic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, that was the thing. It was, it was always the repeats and so on. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, there's some sterling bits of gold out there now. Yeah. And so, on the other side of that, where did you sort of drop off with the show, assuming you have? Well, to be honest, I think I dropped off around about a season or two before they started these wonderful pre-show couch gags that were wonderfully artistic. Mm. I think that was ah, about yeah. four seasons ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I think that they should probably explore a bit more because it was actually really a nice way for different artists to have a take on mm. what The Simpsons were doing and maybe give their own view on it or their own take on couch gags, which yeah. I think became more of a staple yeah. for they're, the series. They're a bit hit and miss, the guest ones, but they're always interesting. No there are some what. frightening surrealist oh, yeah. ones. Some, <laughs> real, some, some real nightmare that Banksy one ones. jumps to mind yeah. <laughs> oh yeah where they do the horrible korean animation yeah. studio yes. and but uh, hey it's always interesting if nothing else that's true <laughs> yeah yeah I, I sort of get the impression that they're more doing those extended couch gags for the youtube clicks yes and especially like we feel like <laughs> that we've noticed that yeah some of these couch gags can often take away from the episode where it's like well that was like five minutes and now they're rushing through the story and so. now there's a story that well i see this is a b-roll story yeah. right okay <laughs> b-roll if we're generous Yep. Uh, B-roll Callaway? I don't know. How, why? I don't know. <laughs> you, sometimes you got to swing for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Well, every now and again, the, the tapes have to miss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's okay. You, you got to miss to know what hits. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, starting out today, we're doing a li- uh, things a little bit differently. Normally, we start out with the HD era episode, but for reason that will become apparent later, we started out with the teens era episode. This was season 13, episode 18, I Am Furious, brackets, yellow close brackets first released in april of 02 this was directed by chuck sheets he sure does <laughs> several times <laughs> and it was written by john swartzwelder what really yeah 
Really? Wow. This is a Swartzy. <laughs> That's stunning. Yeah. In this episode, this is the one where Bart comes up with the popular internet cartoon Angry Dad. Hey, guys, what do we think? It, it, it gave what it promised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really yeah. did. <laughs> did exactly that. Um, What year did this come out? Oh, two. Oh, two. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry, just because it is very indicative of what I think is uh, Generation 2 internet. I'm not an internet historian, but this was, you know, the area of those very much flash animation cartoon strips mm-hmm. and stuff like that, Newgrounds and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it hits that nail exactly on the head, which feels very, yeah, very 2002. So they're actually like behind the ball for once. They're not, you know, six years later finally getting to a reference. So I'm impressed with that. Yeah, like Newgrounds especially. Like I remember all those like uh, there was that little hamster that you'd torture in various ways. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in this one they've got uh, Bin Laden in, in a blender. blender. <laughs> and there was definitely a few of those floating around, and so, as well as on like StickDeath.com. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. They reference the blender thing later on as well because you got mm-hmm. Skinner. Yeah, well, I don't want people to look at SkinnerInAblender.com or anything like that. So, <laughs> so they do come up with referencing those yeah, a little but, later but on. The later ons they feel like old references. This is very timely. For oh them, yeah, very which much. Is, um, so. I'm very impressed with. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. Starting out with the questionnaire, Craig, for yep. better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Look, the Rube Goldberg device is, is one of my favorites. I, yeah. I, I was saying while I was watching it that every episode needs a Rube Goldberg device. <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to have a trap that sets off another thing, sets off mm-hmm, another thing, mm-hmm. another thing, and then you get the final final end bit where the basket descends on the mouse and everything's everything's <laughs> happy and fine, or Homer descends into the green paint-filled pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my gem of the episode, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And this was such a Bart design device as well. That, yeah. <laughs> Knew what Homer wanted, <laughs> the free donuts. <laughs> yep. And then just the creative dragging him through, what was it, the cactus? The, the cactus, and... the, the dirty diapers. Yeah. <laughs> Here, he cut the string and you can be released and pff, there you go into the green paint and then Homer smash! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, what a great organic, I guess, way to get him to Hulk out. <laughs> Especially in an episode starring Stan Lee. And, I, and I'm going to say that's what stands out to me. Mm-hmm. It stands out to me. Ha <laughs> ah. ha. Uh, and this is interesting because, again, O2, this is only a couple of years after the first X-Men movie comes out, mm. and Marvel films are just not a thing yet. And mm. I don't think Stan Lee was quite the cultural phenomenon that he certainly is now. He wasn't all of our, you know, kindly uncle yet. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no, he, ha- he hadn't hit his second renaissance. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the really nice thing about Stan Lee is that he's actually purposefully making fun of himself. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's gold in itself. Oh, it's wonderful. I love all the scenes with Stan Lee and, and especially, yeah, him trying to hulk out at the end. <laughs> I did it once before. <laughs> you only wish you had power to believe my story. <laughs> yep. And, oh, of course, when he's trying to crush the thing into the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that bit's amazing. Or just, did I make it better? <laughs> yeah, and just rearranging comic books, assumingly putting, like, Marvel ones on top of other, yeah. other companies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. Yeah, and like up until this point, the only time I knew Stan Lee doing a cameo in something was in Mole Rats. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in Spider Man as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he just looks up though. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very tiny part. His cameo's got more. Skin well, he's also in Angley's Hulk as well. Yeah, yeah sure that's right. He does like a walk by with Lou Ferrigno. That's right. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, interesting. How about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, when Stanley insults comic book guy and goes, "Stanley insulted me, but in Bizarro World, he likes me." <laughs> <laughs> I just like that as just a thing you get to say anytime something goes wrong. You know, but in Bizarro World, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the fact that he's referencing a Marvel person or the I creator of Marvel with a DC oh, reference. Oh, interesting. I thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. With 
with the Batmobile as well. Worth pointing out that, yeah, he's destroying a DC toy there yes. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> but it's like, ah, but only Batman fits my Batmobile. Oh, poor Data as well. He's crying. <laughs> oh, you brought my toy. <laughs> Made it better. <laughs> so, yeah, there is like even that whole comic book guy and Stan Lee is like its own little three-part story arc oh, yeah. <laughs> buried within this episode. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Oh, man. Like six. I don't know. Oh, geez. Look, I, I, it's a double digits. It's probably about 12, 15. Yeah, I've easily seen this um, in excess of 20 times. Like, I, I generally like season 13, and this is, yeah, one of the highlights for mm. me. So, wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Well, you can talk about the meta of it. Of course, it was a very cartoony episode. Mm. Um, but also, was it cartoony within the cartooniness because of the Angry Dad cartoon? Yeah, yeah. The cartoon layers go deep, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And the prediction layer goes deep because they were rehearsing for the motion picture, which comes up later, later, mm. later. Uh-huh. Yeah. Leading to why I've decided to do the teens episode first. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that they're referencing that as well because, you know, if you saw Matt Draining's... Uh, Matt Draining. Matt- <laughs> That's the plumber. Only yeah. when he takes the bath plug out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you saw Matt Groening's original drawings of The Simpsons and what they based the Ullman shorts on, they look shitty. Yeah. And I like that they're kind of referencing that maybe indirectly with Bart's drawings of Homer. Didn't he quite famously make it up pretty much in the waiting room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all The Simpsons family are just Matt's family names. Yep, yep. He pinched their names and everything. <laughs> Way to be creative, dork. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, who can have a hairline with M and G on the yeah. <laughs> side of his head? But I really like Bart's line of, I'm an internet sensation. My week-long dream has come true. <laughs> so, I mean, we kind of get a repeat of that later on where Homer's like, because that's the kind of guy I am this week. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a great little, it's humorous wacky. It's self-aware wacky. Yeah, yeah. Tying into the madness of the episode, certainly. Yeah. Also, the guy who shows up in the studio to hire Bart says, hi, I'm from the internet. <laughs> Oh, I love him dealing out the stock as well. Yeah, just that was amazing. We can't pay you a salary. <laughs> and to pass the time, help yourself to more stock. Yeah, Absolutely. Just... I mean, but now, the question is, who's actually been to BetterThanTV.com? Ooh, I wonder if it still exists. Go to BetterThanTV. Well, I'm sure archive.org have got I that. I really hope got it's still like, there, got but... like 1998 internet graphics. I'm I hope that would be Oh, yeah, with like... Uh, <laughs> it's like our SpaceJam.com is still If the whole thing's up. a Flash animation website, yeah. it would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nope, no one's got it. No, one, no one's got it. Go to archive.org and see whether or not betterthantv.com is there because if it actually has something that was there that was episode-specific, that would be, that would that would be, be excellent. Yeah. Even if it was just, yeah, error 404 and there's Angry Dad there. That, that would be enough. That would be enough. <laughs> that would be great, yes. Or, or, or maybe it's betterthantv.com in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> I'd take that. Or it's that uh, animation of the two dogs puking into each other's mouths. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, so talk about danger ta- might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about cartoon wackiness. But again, this is cartoon within cartoon, but ooh, yeah. whack. Yeah, it felt like they were really going for a um, sort of a parody on the whole Nickelodeon sort of shows. Of the time, yeah, absolutely. And also there was a thing around about the early 2000s where educational establishments were going very much after places like Nickelodeon for mm. pushing fantastic cartoons onto kids and then kids not wanting to study and so on. And right. so they were trying to push the education thing above that. So I think they're being a bit meta with that as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So there's nothing on the Internet Archive. Uh, that's so, that's so disappointing. The, mm-hmm. the domain was held for a few years, but there was nothing on it. But, you know, this was sort of back in the day where there was a weird brief time in American law where if you said a website, even in a joke or parody context, you were then legally obligated to buy the domain. 
Interesting. Ah, that explains Lisa's email address from yes. uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why they had whatbadgerseat.com that was uh, uh, just a description of what badgers eat. Nice. Well, hey, sometimes people need to know. Yeah. But I had to important. Google the other day, do foxes bark? So <laughs> turns out, kind of. <laughs> oh, have you heard the fox been going off around here at night? No. It sort of makes a wow. Oh, wait, yes. I yeah. thought that was a bat or something. I don't know. No, we've got a f- mad fox problem in the neighborhood at the moment. Well, that's weird. We got a, even a letterbox drop that they're trying to rally a community action meeting to try and solve the fox problems. Do I mean, most people here have chickens? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, no. what, what, what are they upset about? Are the foxes, are they encroaching onto people's living rooms and like stealing stuff from their fridges they at night? They are taking or? picnic baskets. So, uh, <laughs> well, well you, you would have a bear problem here. Yeah, so I guess oh, yeah, sure. yeah, may as well, may as well <laughs> have the foxes do it instead. Yeah, so we need some bears to take out the fox. So all we need is a bear patrol <laughs> and a fox patrol. That would fox work, patrol. yeah. I mean, we saw what the, the result of the cane toads thing was. So, I mean, why not have bears? Problems fixed. Of course. There we go. Cane toads. <laughs> well, they are coming south. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, anyway, just back on um, Danger Dog. I loved uh, the parody names they had as well Sarah Jessica Barker and Molly Ringworm. Yeah, the fact they, within the animation, paused for laughter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, that felt very purposeful. Yeah. Oh, and uh, they showed in the animation. You can see the chunks of pukes are the animators and their friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were there any other cartoony things that stood out to you from this episode? <laughs> Just when they're drawing their own cartoons, Ralph just goes, I'm called Ralph. And yeah. drawing, <laughs> on drawing it himself. <laughs> it never occurred to me. He's holding a pencil there. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's drawing all over his face. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is no blood, but then you get it is Ralph. So I mean, yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who really knows? <laughs> At least they panned away very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Although, speaking of, Bart does complete a drawing of Angry Dad with just a regular lead pencil, so... Oh, yeah. Graphite, rather. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and later on, and now to add colour. <laughs> we'll just hit one particular key on the computer. Yeah, yep. the colorize key. Ah, <laughs> oh, Photoshop, how far you've come. <laughs> no, no, was that Photoshop or was that Paint? Probably, <laughs> like yeah, paint. probably MS Paint. Yeah. Uh, MS Paint. I do love when Microsoft announced they were going to take that away and everyone got angry. <laughs> and they were dads. I mean, yep. it's got to be like, what, a kilobyte? Just yeah. put it on there. Why not? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So there's probably a lot more wackiness to talk about in the episode about Angry Dad, but how about the heart? Was this a particularly emotional episode of The Simpsons? They tried to be towards the end. I mean, Bart Mm. did end up saving his dad's life because Homer has rage issues and so letting him yell it all out saved his life. So, I mean, it's kind of a bit heartish, but it doesn't really pluck the strings. No. No, it doesn't really well up the feelings. It's more functional, huh? Yeah, I think mostly from the cringe of watching those just goiters just pop out oh. on Homer's neck. Because I'm sitting there watching this episode, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. What part don't I like? And then he's like, pop, pop, pop. Like, oh, that's the bit. That's yeah. it. It's the body horror aspect you didn't like so no, much. Well, and also just that part didn't need to be there. Like, that's functionally <laughs> Well, how else are you going to show rage? Any yeah. other way. Have, it, have <laughs> it pop an eye, ve- a blood vessel in the eye or something. At least that happens. Like the uh, like, like when he's sucking the grease out from yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. not that much. Because <laughs> that would work, yeah. But yeah, and by the time he's got all the Hulk paint, it's just, yeah, boils on boils on boils and... <laughs> well, okay, yeah, let's go meta for this because mm-hmm. Philip J. Fry's alter ego Lars does uh, appear yep. in the offices of betterthantv.com. Yep. So if you want to say, did it pluck the heartstrings no but when you think back on it no it's still too soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's an interesting alternate timeline where yeah Lars goes back in time even further gets a tan (laughs) (laughs) well we know he does come back in time at one point so uh 
And so while we're still here, happy Friday, July, everybody. Yeah, that'll be the end of it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, well, it's over tomorrow, but uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be August somethingth. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> pretty late August. Yeah, we've been banking episodes pretty yeah. hard lately. I think. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh... It's July for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's July right now, so that's all that matters. And it'll always be Friday, July in my heart. Oh. Yes. And that's the real heart of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot here. It's not going for it, but hey, it doesn't matter. It's still a fun time. But ultimately, does this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Hmm. Are these the characters we know and love? Yeah, Lisa's definitely the Lisa we all know and love. Yeah, Bart <laughs> yeah. for sure as well. I think Homer's a little too the angry version of Homer, but they needed that functionally. But it's just, eh, it's a little too much rage, but meh. I think Marge and Flanders are definitely hit off to the sidelines for this episode. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, the choir meeting that's going to happen later. <laughs> and, yeah. we get, and we get a revisit of the God said to Noah, there's going to be a floody, <laughs> floody, that song. <laughs> yeah. When was that last in the show? Because they uh, did it. It was yeah, one of the when class- they're cha- Dad, the heathen's getting away. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see him, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with your point about Homer being, yeah, to the nth degree as far as the rage goes because he's. Yeah, it's usually just uh, a stupid thing. Instead of just. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's only that it's or not... when, he's, when he's building a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just trying to sit in a lawn chair. Well, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> this will teach you, why is the chair I'm on fire? <laughs> Although I do like the line, lousy minor setback, stupid yeah. world. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be using that in my rage-filled moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and, but in bizarro world. <laughs> and yeah, I'm we... giving you a ticket, officer. <laughs> yeah, and the show itself you know this is a sillier episode of the simpsons but yeah i don't feel like it's a major break at all really no the characters that are used are pretty much on point apart from homer's extension yeah there's a little more exaggerated in some of their aspects but not off model entirely Hmm. yeah and i like it's an advancement because you know bart has always sort of been a stand-in for matt graining so Mm -hmm. him developing a cartoon but what does that look like if matt had come up in the aughts instead of uh, yeah. in the 90s and mm-hmm. 80s yeah i think that's pretty interesting but yes or no would you watch this one again oh yeah well, i'd watch it again yeah yeah i had a good time definitely i'm gonna watch it again and if we watch things again we say we would do that we like to think about what playlist we'd put them in so what are some other episodes that remind you of this one mentions of stock Stock? Yeah, oh, the sure. stock playlist, sure. <laughs> so put it in the one where everyone gets rich because the power plant gets sold. Yep, yep. Burns to F and the craft work, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. Uh, there's other like ones where they delve into animation as well. So like any of the ones where Itchy and Scratchy are the main focus, and that one where Homer buys. Oh, he also buys stock in that animation studio where he wears the suit and he's the dog. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he... that like just the fuck you intro though? Or does yeah. that keep going? Okay. Yeah, you can build playlists off fuck uh, you intros. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Playlists can be anything. Uh, I'm also going to say having personal projects come to fruition. So put this in with Diatribe of a Housewife where Marge writes her first novel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> does the, yeah, the trashy romance yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. BT, what would you like to change about this episode? I'm still not entirely satisfied with the whole ending, like the hulking out and the him just falling into green paint is yeah, maybe a bit much. And those neck lumps are just oh, <laughs> make me uncomfortable. I want to poke them and uh. you want to poke them. No, I thought I that was a whole problem. I, I want to not, but I also want to. It's like it's. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it's, there a TV program for people like you, some Doctor Popper, Pimple Popper, or something? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a YouTube channel that's yes, now its own is. TV series. Yeah. Wow, what an age to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, it's honestly, I remember this one not being as good as a time as I had with it, so I don't want to change too much. I think their commentary on internet culture was surprisingly on point, especially for the era, and it's still pretty relevant now. And well, especially watching like, a dot com go bust, and well. the fact that they yeah. made, no one made any money out of it, yeah, is another thing. Uh, at least it's just like, what's your business model? And he's like, have some stock. Have some stock. <laughs> How much stock will it take for you to stop asking this question? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, not only being a commentary on internet cartoons of the day, but the dot com bubble as a whole. And it's not about how much stock you have. It's about how much copper wiring you can steal from the building. <laughs> what, you mean bubbles can burst? Yeah. Uh, yep. So, uh, Yeah, and then I do have one other thing, though, because, and just to quickly explain, we have a friend called Jordan who's very anally retentive. <laughs> so we gave him his own segment called Jordan's Anal Corner, which for his theme music is just yelling that. But as we yell it more and more, it gets weirder and weirder. So just to explain what I'm going to do before I do it, I do have a quick Jordan's Anal Corner. <laughs> uh, so Mo basically gets in Homer's car, rams it into a light post, it explodes, mm. but in the next scene, it's in the driveway. Oh, is it? Yeah. Huh. They, they do an establishing shot of the house and it's right there. It's like, <laughs> quick turnaround on the body shop in Springfield. That's, that's very very enough. I do like fire as a recurring theme in this episode, though. Mm. Yeah. Homer sets himself on fire trying yeah. to do the launch chair. Mo sets himself on fire trying to be Homer. Yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You pretend to be Homer, you either die by electrocution or you catch fire. That's <laughs> Well, it depends on who you talk to, which grimy person you talk mm. to, really. Um, so, yeah, we'll put that in that playlist. That, of course. Fire. Yes. <laughs> How about you, Craig? What would you like to change about this episode? The only thing that really annoys me about the episode, well, there were two, two things. Stan Lee doesn't leave ever, so I expect mm. to see him in the Android's dungeon next episode. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be there, but he's not, obviously. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that people didn't make any money out of it. Whilst that's so true about the dot-com era, it'd be nice if they got something out of it, which they obviously kind of do later on in a few episodes' time, a number mm. of episodes' time. Yeah. Actually, that was something I wanted to change. Because you've got Stan Lee there, he should see someone infringing on his copyright and then just set on him. Like, Tony gets tackled by the Springfield police. They're terrible at things. <laughs> <laughs> they actually they actually managed to stop him. It's like, no, no, it should be Stan Lee and his high-priced lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that leads into what I'd change about the episode. We don't actually see Homer doing that much damage as Hulk Homer. So if they're really going to go with this, I yeah. like wanted to see him punch out a couple of walls and windows and He literally things. like punches a parking meter but it doesn't do anything. And then he punches a lamppost and it doesn't do anything. Someone explain to me where the $10 million worth of damage was. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere unless it's, oh, that's one of those obviously deleted scenes somewhere. Yeah. yeah it's he already... just wrecks a shop full of Fabergé eggs. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's, just, it's, it's like the missing scenes from the Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. yeah. Explains everything. So, yeah, and I understand, like, this is already a pretty packed episode. They forego most of the intro gags for this and just do a pretty brief couch gag as well. So, mm. like, there wasn't a lot of time for it, I suppose, but... I mean, you can technically cut some of the dogs vomiting. <laughs> technically. Oh, you mean the vomit from mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth to mouth? Yeah, I mean, no, if you want to sacrifice art for story, then, you know... Well, I mean, there still were a couple of gags that kind of fell flat for me. Like, why is Luigi in the school assembly when Principal Skinner announces that Pizza Day is now oh, yeah. Italian USA? With, so a, night, with a monkey. Yeah, with Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe the monkey, yeah. 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 That felt very pointless and weird. Well, that's the only way they could actually say the gag to make it work. Yeah. Which to me means that the gag didn't have to be there in the first place. Yeah. No. And also the other thing that I'm like, this felt awkward to me and it gave me actually a bit of a douche chill was when Kearney's like, angry dad rocks. Daryl, now, now, now. It's like, <laughs> what? That was weird. Why? Yeah, that was like, he's so impressed he's being lame. Yeah. 
It makes no sense. I mean, it's not even at the height of Bill and Ted, so that air guitar makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, this is in the aughts, you know. We're we're beyond the guitars and, you know, we're we're in the thick of Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees. Although, fun fact, uh, Phil's theory on the decline of civilization is a lack of air guitar. Uh-huh. So, uh, hi, Phil. <laughs> well, that could be a thing. Yeah. The last time we saw it was in the in the noughts. Yep. And, yep. Uh, <laughs> and that's er- been... everything's just got worse since then. So. <laughs> Phil's decline of civilization corner. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific corner. But, yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed, I do. So, at the beginning, they have the job fair where Kirk just talks about being the assistant to the guy who puts the flyers under the windshield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really strong start. <laughs> and I do like uh, when Millhouse is then, do you know mom's getting remarried? Uh, this is something we should talk about later. Later, son. Actually, you've got time to do it now. <laughs> it's a weird but good. We have 56 like minutes, so uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead. What state does Danger Dog live in? This is like Illinois. Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan. Sorry, I wasn't yep. paying that much attention. But it's just like the setup to the classic Simpsons question. It's just like, Michigan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homer's like, I'm not into rage anymore. I'm into soft music, candles, and horse tranquilizer. Just him like patting Marge's face <laughs> as well. And that's it. Good night underneath the suds. And when it's suggested that John Goodman would play him in the Angry Dad movie, <laughs> he's like, it should obviously be Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, Gary, that, that slew me. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that it's Gary to be, Oldman. To be fair, Gary Oldman can play pretty much anything. Absolutely, so. <laughs> that's why it should be Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Craig? Any other notes about this episode? No, I think we've actually covered all of them, apart from the fact that it is one that you can re-watch. The glaring problems with the episode tend to be washed over by the mm. fact that it's actually overall really enjoyable. Yeah, it's definitely a, a joke factory episode. That's yeah. a good joke factory. All right, well, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes, Elliot's final notes. We have theme songs. Yeah, <laughs> well, I should have done air guitar to that. You're unprepared, it's fine. One-time Simpsons characters that I absolutely love, I fucking love Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen again. Nope. Never seen again. <laughs> you can assume he lost that fight. <laughs> I'll turn your groin to pudding. Turn to pudding. <laughs> and <laughs> Willie goes... You talk like a poet. And it's like, it was that really that poetic? I mean, for Willie, yeah. And you yeah. fight like one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Love Seamus. And I would have totally watched his 90 minute lecture inside a bath, I think I said. I want to see Seamus and Willie do a buddy cop movie. <laughs> 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 well, the TV show I want to see is when dinosaurs get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just stumble in the top. It's like, ah. Yep, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. You go out, you think, oh, I'll do. Just have one. Next morning, you're in a tar pit. Uh. <laughs> uh, they had Dan Castellaneta playing himself, actually. There was a guest appearance. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I thought that was a nice little nod and a wink to him doing the voice of Homer. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there was a weird joke with Krusty. Um, I didn't catch the celebrity's name. He's like, get that animal who's always chewing on my groin. Susan Anton. Who's that? <laughs> uh, an actress, I think, who was known for her partying ways at uh, the time. Right. Oh, dear. And enjoyed chewing groins. Well, at least that's what they're saying. Allegedly so, Susan. Allegedly so. Yeah, no slander here. No, no, not at all. Yeah, American actress, uh, one-time Miss America as well. Yep. Nice dig, Swartzwelder. And Homer's line, um, I'm a rageaholic. I can't live without (laughs) (laughs) rageahol. Beautiful line. And yeah, my final note is uh, Homer singing Mellow Yellow. 
<laughs> Homer singing is always usually pretty fun. Yeah. They couldn't afford Donovan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just Homervan. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's kind of a running theme. He kind of half remembers the lyrics and just kind of puts his own spin on it. Yeah, always, which is kind of nice. But I mean, it's, it's Homer being Homer. Mm. Well, yeah, I still like, I don't associate the actual lyrics with this. It's For me, it's always going to be, they call me Caramaramello. <laughs> <laughs> TV advertising. Yeah, yeah it's insidious. Mm-hmm. International listeners, yeah, Caramel koalas are the fucking best. They're, They're little koalas, chocolates with caramel inside. Oh, gooey, rich, and chewy. Yep, they're just the best. Mm-hmm. And it's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just, eh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episode you couldn't live without and the Simpsons couldn't exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to mm. give it a silver. It's just not quite up to gold for me. Like, it's very close. It's just, I don't know. It's just uh, missing a certain, as the French say, uh, lemo juste. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, BT, you're next. Man, I'm on the other border. I'm on the, the brilva between the bronze and the silver. I remember thinking this episode was much more eye-rolly and bad. I actually had a lot more fun with it than I expected. I'm not crazy about the ending, but everything else was pretty solid. So I kind of want to put this pretty well on par with Simple Simpson, the Pie Man episode, which I gave a silver. So I'm going to go with a silver. All right. And Craig, finish it off. Yeah, look, I'm pretty happy with a silver rating because there's a lot of hooks that get thrown into future episodes. So it's definitely one that feeds into others. It's not a standalone that dies in its own. So, yeah, it's definitely a silver. All right, cool. Unanimous silver. And this will be the... How many have we got now? This will be the third episode from season 13 to be dubbed a silver. It'll be joining Treehouse of Horror 12, which has like the Harry Potter parody. And and the every moment of my life is agony. (laughs) And uh, Pierce Brosnan is the murderous house. Oh, Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. The 2001 spoof. Yeah. Yeah. And also Little Girl in the Big Ten, which I think is the Lisa pretends to be in college episode. And what else? Some other. Oh, Diatribe of a Mad Housewife is also a silver. The one where Marge writes the trashy romance novel. Guess who's coming to criticise dinner where Homer becomes a food critic? Ah, yes. Exploding pastries. (laughs) (laughs) With chocolate so dark, light cannot escape its surface. (laughs) I'm still annoyed that's only a silver. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd definitely put that up for re-review. Well, that about does it for the teens era. Now we are going to the HD era. Why are we doing this out of order? Because the HD episode is a sequel to this episode. What? A sequel? That could possibly that not could go wrong at all. <laughs> could never happen. So yes, we are going to be watching Angry Dad the movie. We'll be back. And we are back and we just watched our HD era episode. God, that was just felt weird feels so weird to do this out of order. Season 22, episode 14, Angry Dad the Movie. First released in February of 2011, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck, written by John Frink. Mm. In this episode, this is the one where they produce Angry Dad into a movie. Guys, Mm -hmm. what did we think? Mixed emotions. Yeah. Got got some good laughs, but then the story is garbage, but then I was laughing again, then the jokes tanked, then they got better again, then... Ooh, all over the place with this. So one. yeah, no, no, it was a bit of a mixed laundry, I think. Yeah, yeah, yep. I fully agree. I loved a lot of the jokes. Even there's some of my favourite bits that have like 
even HD era Simpsons ruined my brain material here. But <laughs> yeah, the story, especially after the halfway point, just gets so badly paced and it feels and out of order. There's so much filler as well. Like, here's a really long clip from our parody of Wallace and Gromit. Here's a really long clip from our Pixar parody. Here's Ricky Gervais doing two separate... Um, Well, see, what I'm really... Um, <laughs> uh, but no, see, the thing about, about that this yeah <laughs> the episode really didn't have a lot to it um, no. and mm. they just threw a whole lot of fillers in there i think they were trying to be clever mm. and yeah. i think they hoist themselves with their own picard yeah. it's like the most expensive way to try and be clever you have to like completely change animation styles from like two whole minutes and oh yeah filler material that's like, so weird well yeah let's hook into the questionnaire bt what stands out to you from this episode for better or worse. Again, I think I literally just said it. All the extra switching animation styles for just these long, mildly amusing bits at best. Um, what was weird about these to me is that they were done in two separate bits, like in two different award shows. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they put them all together into one and they thought, oh, that's probably too much at one time. But yeah, it did feel like they were filling it out, though. Also, there's something just inherently weird about Angry Dad just winning all these awards as well. Bart now has a Golden Globe, a Nickelodeon's Choice Award, <laughs> and an Oscar. And, he was and a presidential Ken- honour as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what else did he pick up there? Have, have the Simpsons almost EGOT now? The, the, the Simpsons have an EGOT <laughs> because, because the B-Sharp's got a Grammy. Yeah, they yeah. Great, but do they have a Tony yet? Is the only question. Is the only thing. Oh, <laughs> good question. I mean, coming season thirty-eight, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, Angry Dad, the stage show. Uh, so, call I mean, us and tell us. Do the Simpsons have a Tony? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just something inherently weird about it winning. Like Bart is now an Oscar winner for the rest of the show. Yeah, it felt like a rapid escalation to me because of that as well. Just all of a sudden, Angry Dad, the movie has been made, and I was like. Oh, I thought the story was going to be the making yeah, of the movie. It. Well, they they have, it seems that Ingrid had the movie is absolutely second or third fiddle to the lack of plot. Yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And how about you, Craig? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse? Irony. Irony of the fact that they use two fully, well, computery, fully animated bits, mm. the uh, the Pixar homage yeah. and the and, and the uh, Walton Gromit homage, as lengthy portions, whereas if you go all the way back, mm. the most expensive Simpsons episode in monetary terms that was ever made was the bit where, I think it was called, was it Homer Cubed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that had that bit of computer animation that was the most expensive mm-hmm. Simpsons episode ever to be yeah. made at the time, and then they're just throwing the stuff in there yeah. as fillers, which yeah, I think... Uh, that at least Homer Cubed was, you know, story integrated. Well, that, that's right, but this, this wasn't. Was, yeah, this was padding. They're exactly right. Expensive padding. Uh, but that's the irony part of it, mm. uh, that they think so little of that clash True, of animation yeah. culture now so that they can actually just throw that in for the hell of it. Um, yeah, that's right. And we sort of came into this when we reviewed Mummy Beerist. It was that episode where Marge uh, helps yeah. Mo take over the bar and there's just this random... Pixar's watch cards. A trailer for cards. That's right, cards, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, and again, is a long and expensive bit of nothing. So, yeah, it's an interesting point you make that, yeah, it's just so flippantly dealt with. It feels very much like, see, Dad, I told you my 3D animation degree wasn't a waste of money and time. I get to use it in my job, bro. Wiping. <laughs> well, because, I mean, if they just used animation clips of yeah, animated it films, fun. it would have been flatter than it was. Yeah. Yeah. So they've sort of sacrificed the ramping up of the Angry Dad story to yeah to make way for these yeah very extended bits and and also the episode started out uh, just for the sake of it I'm going to say what stood out to me it also started out with an itchy and, and a lengthy itchy and yeah. scratchy yes. segment again it was padding yeah. yeah. 
I think that's the longest itching scratchy that we've seen in a number that that I've seen in in a number of seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, quite possibly the longest ever. I don't know. It's a nice Kill Bill parody kung fu bit, but it's lengthy, and you're like, my initial thought is not this is a great bit. My initial thought is they are padding. Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. But again, it was a really good bit. Like yeah. I, I loved like the silhouette work and yeah, uh, especially where the silhouette turns from like the kung fu parallel to, the... to tango dancing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Or oh, when he's like punching the paper, but it's like the punch card for his final exam. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of good bits out of that. Yeah, they put a bit of thought in it, but still lengthy and padding. Yep. And while I find out what the longest itchy and scratchy was, I can confirm now that, yeah, you're right, that was the most expensive Simpsons episode. It has since recently been overtaken by the Lego episode that they did. And that was stunning. Yeah. That was stunning. Yeah. Uh, A beautiful looking episode, but again, uh, much like a lot of HD era ones, the story wasn't quite there. Mm. Still looked great, though. Mm -hmm. Like. But that's just the intro bit, because then we have this whole thing about the guy who, and I actually quite liked it, how we start Angry Dad the movie becomes from the guy who owns a chair company, the original animation studio that did Angry Dad the web serial, bought a lot of his chairs and saw in debt, and had to sell their IPs to him. It's a weird misdirect for everything, but it's pretty funny. That's kind of nice. And also, again, uh, like we said in the last episode, (laughs) we get to see Lars again, which made me very happy. (laughs) Which was amazing. It's a detail that they wouldn't have needed to do to go back and get these background characters. The same character models. Yeah, Yeah, same character models, which which I thought was nice. It's a very nice attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also the reason why Dan Castellaneta wasn't doing the voice for Angry Dad the movie was brilliantly explained. That, yeah, he blew his voice out from shouting at us because we didn't pay him the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Which tied into a joke that they made in that episode so Mm. there was like some lovely tying back to that one but yeah just that it fell flat and that they felt like they needed to pad out the episode with so many other things it's like it's a surprising i've got so many mixed emotions on that's, this well, that, that's where their cleverness was their cleverness was bringing this in as a sequel making all the references and then i think they ran out of steam they didn't know yeah. what to do with the making of it perhaps they didn't yeah. have any jokes for that they perhaps they didn't have a, a good setup for it for some reason and they decided to go all out with the awards things which in themselves were padding yeah, yeah. it may actually be i uh, who knows but it almost feels like they've gone, hey, we made these movie trailer parodies for no reason. Uh, just write an episode around them. It'll be fine. You don't have to do hard work. And someone was like, no, I'll make an episode. Yeah. So then it's like they based the episode around the extended filler clips they wanted to use. Well, to me, it almost. also felt like mm. a very inside baseball sort of episode where because so much of it was about award shows, it felt mm. like... Yeah, Simpsons, we get it. You've been to a lot of award shows. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Twice. Yeah? Oh, wow. Yep, uh, never before now. Oh, really? Really? Oh, it's your Believe first time. It. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey, wow. Oh, I thought... It was... Well, actually, I recognize some of the jokes out of it, which is weird, so I must have picked up some of it somewhere. Yeah. So... Oh, because, yeah, I mean, this is one of my regular rotations because season 22 is far and away my favourite HD era season. And, yeah, this episode would be in my circulation quite often. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe you're watching it in the background and I was doing something cool like re- <laughs> repairing a motorcycle or doing push-ups. Or you maybe know? you were just eating a motorcycle instead of watching that episode. <laughs> That's also possible. Uh, not working on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I like the fact that they brought in the chair by hitting Homer over the head with a chair as well. Oh, that was right. kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. But that's where the clever bits end. Yeah. 
Yeah, or I'd also like the chair manufacturer's flashback to when he was a kid and his dad's like, what are you building a chair for? We sit on the floor in this family. <laughs> so, so absurd, it was great. Needless backstory, the classic, yeah, shedding a single tear for yeah. his hard childhood sitting on a hardwood floor. But I, I must admit, I did I did catch some Gervais simmering tempers uh, while he was on screen. Yeah, uh, it was the last time he was on, we were not amused in the slightest. We really saw that one anew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Gervais is a bit of a mixed one for me because, like, I, of course, grew up with The Office and really mm-hmm. loved a lot of his early stand-up. I don't like his stand-up much anymore. I find he's very mean-spirited and, I don't know, he, he used to be a lot more self-referential, I think. And so, yeah, when I see him on stage, my defences go up. <laughs> but in an episode that also had so much padding to introduce Gervais as well, it's like, oh, man, you're taking time away from plot to do this. Well, yeah. that's, well I mean, again, Halle Berry... Uh, yeah. Russell yeah. Brand. Uh, there's a lot of guest stars in there. There are so many guest stars in this episode. As you mentioned, Halle Berry, Russell Brand all playing themselves, Ricky Gervais, Maurice LaMarche was in there, JB Smoove was playing one of the role in 80s. That was another mm. bit where I got a bit of a douche chill with the other yeah. actor who is clearly white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even that, it's like such a weird... Whenever you have this disposable non-character to be essential to the plot, it's always a bit, okay, what, what? yeah. How did Bart and Lisa manage to go to the Oscars and neither of their parents had any idea what was happening? Mm. That's a bit interesting. Yeah, and just to have, yeah, random rolling 80s. Yeah, just rocking up and being like, again, hey, here's plot information. Missing scenes. Yeah, Yeah, that's all I can say, missing scenes, yeah. And for those that don't know, J.B. Smoove, he was in the recent Spider-Man movie. Uh, He was one of the teachers there, and he was also a big player in the later Uh, seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I know. And also Nick Park was playing himself. God damn, this is loaded. (laughs) And I'm probably going to get this name wrong. Arnis Hassey in the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. Yeah, playing the martial arts teacher. So... Yeah, what's that? Like, one, two, three, four, just eight. <laughs> eight guest stars. Crazy. Well, okay, there's more padding as well. Yeah. So how about the wackiness? Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Uh, it pains me to bring this up, but Homer shuffles a deck of cards with his bite. <laughs> yes! yes! Which was does! great. And it's not the worst part. <laughs> and then he opens a bottle of like Coke with his butt, and, and? That's, and then it, like, he offers it to the guy, and he's like, uh, no, thank you. He's like, more for me, and then just... He just shelves it. <laughs> That's and it. And it's really uncomfortable, and I was sad. <laughs> I think that's the gag. Oh, no, I, I know it's the gag. It doesn't mean I have to like it. No, you, that's true. That's you true. can hit me with a baseball bat, and I can know it's a baseball bat, but it'll still hurt. It's not going to hurt, unless it's Nerf. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, it's yeah, Nerf or nothing. Yeah, but. yeah, that's true. But even then, like, glass or Nerf bottle, that's <laughs> still yeah. going to hurt. Well, <laughs> drinking a Coke up his butt. There's well, no look, other way to take this it. Is, I mean, look, you look at that. The butt gag went on for too long. Okay. Yeah. The cameos went on for too long. Yep. The clips went on for too long. And I like me some Ricky Gervais. I really do. Yeah. But his riffing went mm. on for too long. Yeah. Altogether, yeah. I think the episode was full of moments that just elongated for the sake of elongating. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's a shame because, you know, we're talking about the itchy and scratchy, but I quite liked the cartoons that they were doing as well. Even the odd ones, the, the French animation one. Oh, uh, yeah, that about... is a reference to um, I can't remember, Triplets of Bellevue, I think it's called. Right. So it's mm-hmm. actually a pretty good little short film. I recommend checking it out. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, it was very big at the time, and it was a very uh, distinct animation style. Yep. 
And what was the other one? The war? there was the other one, the, the the black and white one, which I think is a reference back to the Belgian Film Festival. I think it was in one of Lisa's future flash forwards yeah. that she goes to see. That's of the, exactly the same sort of Russian, uh, Soviet era style. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that was a specific reference or just a general everything out of Russia looks like this and is about tanks being sad. Yeah, war is awful and I've caused death, so therefore I'm going to cry. And mm. then 50 years later, oop, there's a landmine, the kids are all dead. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> Which was, yeah, great because that segment really slowed to a crawl. Yeah. And then just to have that immediate boom, like it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Slaps you back into it. Yeah, but again, like these segments slowed to a crawl. Mm, um, mm. And what were the other two? So we had condiments as well. What do we think of this short? There was no reason for it. Yeah. I, it was useless. It, as a Toy Story parody, it was more than subpar. Yeah. 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 I mean, pick one of the jokes out of it, like, and they just end it on that. Because you have, you know, the waffle hides in the waffle iron, and then the peanut butter jar gets used up. He's like, ah, oh, don't let me be filled with pencils. And then he falls off the counter. And breaks. One joke and done. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, I liked that joke, but they were like throwing in a bunch of story elements as well. And it's like, no, nah, just do the joke. I agree. Yeah, it almost feels like someone's auditioning, like, hey, hey, Pixar, you want to pick up my, my pilot script here? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey. Yeah, he's totally, yeah, managed to sneak in a little treatment, like yeah. a proof of concept into this. It could work. Yeah, <laughs> no, it didn't. Nope. <laughs> and what was the other one? There was a, th- of course, the Willis and Crumble. Yeah, Woman ah. Crumble, that's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, as a parody of Wallace and Gromit, I think it, like, looked the part, but it just dragged out too long. It went for freaking ages. And it wasn't a parody. That that could have been lifted directly from a Wallace and Gromit. Very close to wacky contraptions and and wholesomeness. Absolutely. There was nothing that was out of place. It it, it wasn't even a parody. It, it, uh, again, didn't need to be there. No, Mm. but my biggest problem is that the contraption wasn't, it lacked that Wallace and Gromit sort of style of unnecessary, Mm. uh, uh, what like just Rube Goldberg-y sort of things that you would see in a Wallace and Mm. Gromit. Yeah, this was just like, it painted the gnomes. Also, no one says trousers. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they tried to do it with Marmite to be clever, but it wasn't yeah. clever. No. Also, she says homemade Marmite. That is clearly bored Marmite. <laughs> let's, let, yeah, let's not so, even go into how they, bad they've homemade Marmite. That's just wrong. No. <laughs> no. I did like one particular part where they actually reference Homer's Rube Goldberg from the last episode where oh, yeah. he gets angry and then uh, Bart takes it up in the very beginning of the episode yep. where he does his whole skateboard with the, with, the, with the rope around the ceiling fan. I thought that was rather nice. Yeah. What surprised me in this as well is that he managed to get it through the Flanders house, yet they were surprised when he appeared. <laughs> <laughs> like, he clearly set this up a few minutes ago. Yeah, Rod and Todd don't see anything. Yeah. But, yeah, talking about filler, like, this didn't need to be here at all because Bart has no consequence for his action. And, like, it's all just set up so Homer can go, oh, you cost me so much money. Oh, now you're going to make me rich. Punishment over. Like, Meh. Yeah, it didn't really serve its functional purpose, but goddamn, it looked the part. It was very fun to watch. Yeah. Well, normally everything that Bart does does have some form of consequence yeah. in the episode, and this time it has nothing. Yeah. I thought it was weird that he kept seeing that clown face in the fan, though. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah. <laughs> you think it would be an animated fan, and it would be talking to him, like, you know, the... Come on, Bart, ride me. Yeah. What are you, chicken? <laughs> yeah, a little, 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 little bit of Willy Wonka in a fan thing going up the oh, top there, yeah. I thought, yeah. But, uh, but that's also that clown voice, of the clown voice that they used and that image was obviously referencing something, but that's lost in the mists of yeah, what was this deleted list? scenes. 2011. 
Yeah, no idea then. (laughs) What cloud-based movie was popular then? I don't know. Yeah, so this is an episode filled with so much cartooniness. Last thing I wanted to mention before we move on to other questions is the actual Angry Dad footage that we saw. What would you guys think of that? That was like the most boring clip of all of them. He like gets angry and punches a dam and drinks it. Yeah. It's like, well, ironically, okay. he hulks out. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but he doesn't turn green. He no. just grows in size, punches a dam, and yeah. no, the, nothing happens. The punchline is, mm, that's refreshing. Maybe that's, that was the punchline. Yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> he said, damn, that's good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a good line. Yeah. <laughs> H2O, dear. <laughs> One thing I did appreciate about this is the shadowing that they used on the actual animation style, and it actually reminded me a lot of the Simpsons movie movie and the same sort of shadowing that they yeah, used yeah. in that to sort of differentiate it a little from the cartoon. And there was another Angry Dad clip where he got mad at the moon that was in there that I liked. That one I thought was that was but short, that was, that was direct. And that so was all in the style of the original, yeah, which was kind so of that nice. was the callback to the first one. Right, so one thing I did just quickly notice, Bart is both writer and director of Angry Dad. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Why is he directing it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to take the kitchen knife into account, he's also the editor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how editing works. Absolutely. Just cut the frames up. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you've seen with Phil, you know, he's got his big box of editing knives when yeah, yeah. <laughs> what disturbs me is you said he's got a box of editing knives. That's an entirely <laughs> concept. It's a thing. If it, yeah, chefs have their box of kitchen knives and yep. editors they have their box little, of that editing thing where it knives. Rolls, rolls out. Just like a sous chef. Yeah, yep. sushi chef. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, a sous editor. Yeah, yeah. They, they chop it, they scoop it around, and they fling it into your bowl. <laughs> that was, like, I think that's why the yeah. Bart did it, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, how about the heart of this episode? How was the emotional core? Keep moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. <laughs> it's it's so rushed and tacked on. Cause every moment of Bart's like, "Hey, I finally get to receive an award," but it wasn't just me; it was all these people. And you know, it was my dad too. And it's like, it's nah. like he got there with no prompt. That's know. no, that's that's just a we need schmaltz. Put that in. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the, I didn't find that there was any real emotional core to it at all. The most emotional thing about it was um, Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of you people are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And having Elton John go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who was it? It was him and Lady Gaga oh, yeah, yeah, just staring right. daggers to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's so little to talk about with there's, the emotion. There's no, there's no emotional payoff in this episode. No. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. Yeah, it felt like... Th- no, not at all. The, like, if The Simpsons was a webcomic, they got turned into a series, they got turned into a movie, and they based a video game off that movie, <laughs> it would feel like the series based off that video game. Yeah. Like, so many steps removed from itself that I don't know what I'm watching exactly anymore. I was about to say, it felt like a, a, a walkthrough from a video game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with all the shortcuts taken. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But also a bunch of different video games at the same time as well. Well, they're just the side missions that you reference. Oh, you yeah, see. Yep. yeah. Come on, we're in SideQuest Studios. You know how SideQuests work. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show doesn't feel like itself, but I guess the characters, God, even then, Bart doesn't really feel just, like he, him. He learns his lesson apro of nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Homer doesn't learn his lesson. He only learns it because he's not been invited to the Oscars and then gets in without a ticket somehow. But does he ever realize, oh, I was probably being too much for a credit hog? Does he have he, that moment? No, he has the moment in the sense that he says it, but he doesn't get it. No, it's just, yeah. li- just lip service. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the beginning of the episode feels like a Simpsons episode, but then it just drops off onto your game. Yeah. 
Uh, Although I do like Homer's early line of when he thinks Bart's going to be rich. He goes, ooh, remember that guy who drove you to school all that time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest moment of the entire episode was where Homer gets our teenage fast food guy to mix his tip jar yeah. into the into the pink berry. That is easily one of my absolute favourite jokes of the HT era. Yeah. And yeah. I reference it all the time when I'm going to those stupid uh, <laughs> yogurt places. <laughs> but that's it. But that's the funniest part of the entire episode. Yeah. yeah. That was my second note. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but sir, sir, that's my tip jar. Mix, Mix it. it. <laughs> and yeah, it's just one of those jokes that, yeah, you can tell people out of context and yeah, it plays every time. Fuck, I love it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Oh, I would choose not to watch it, but if it was on in the background, I'd probably go and make the cat some food. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I might hangover test it and just, you know, if I'm comfy and it's on, but I'm definitely going to ignore that second half. Everything post Golden Globe, I'm going to tune out. Yeah, this isn't holding up for me on this viewing but it's certainly not a bad episode for me mm. i still like a lot of the jokes so yeah i'd watch mm. it again and you know if we're watching episodes again we'll put it in a playlist what playlist does this go in award ceremonies yep. yeah but when uh, itchy and scratchy gets their award oh that's yes. right yeah. but getting into trouble with fans when he has grandpa's <laughs> teeth oh, yeah. and he's latched onto <laughs> oh, that oh yeah 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 <laughs> They're uh, playing Saber Dance again, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good itchy and scratchies. Long, it's, itchy yeah, and scratchy. long but, but possibly one of the best ones that doesn't just play it for an instant punchline. Yeah. Luigi's long history of being part of the Hollywood press. <laughs> <laughs> that was just... A, yeah. That was left field. It really was. Like, it could have just as easily been, like, someone from the school newspaper. But yeah, when they were watching the Angry Dad episode before, they were like, oh, Luigi's unnecessarily in that episode. Let's get him in this episode yeah, unnecessarily. So Luigi playlist. <laughs> now we Unnecessary know Luigi playlist. But he's still also delivering pizzas, specifically to Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> ah, that was like, <laughs> Who lives across the road. Lives yeah. across the road, and he says, damn you to hell. That's Charlton Heston's line from Planet of the Apes. Yes. All right. So it's just like, do you even know who that is? <laughs> and so that also then begs a question, who else has lived across the road? Yeah. Uh, yeah, George W. Bush has lived across the road. George H. W. Bush yep. has lived across the road, and uh, who is that? The, who is the, the, the president pre- after, after him? him. Uh, Gerald, Ford. Gerald Ford. Ford. Gerald Ford. You're, You're like, like nachos. And nachos. <laughs> yeah, he lived across the road, and so and now we know Sir Anthony Hopkins lives across the road. <laughs> that yeah. is like a desirable spot for some reason. Well, have you seen the house? <laughs> it's, it's very beautiful. But, uh, it's yeah, probably a nice house. You gotta live across the road from The Simpsons. Yeah, that feels like such a would you rather question. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that is weird that you mentioned uh, Anthony's line as well because like the easy one to me is like, oh, I enjoy that pizza with you know fava beans and a nice Chianti or something. Yeah, yeah. that would be in the line. <laughs> yeah, can't <laughs> well, do it a bit, but still, <laughs> it's a specific noise. That it is a very specific. <laughs> He's very good at it. Yeah, <laughs> worth being knighted for that. That's just that right. noise alone. That's, that's disturbing. <laughs> uh, BT, what would you change about this episode? Man, that entire second half. The, the plot line that Homer's becoming a glory hog is fine, but do something else with it. It's the same thing over and over and over and over. And for some reason, the montage of him receiving awards is set to the Jurassic Park theme song or a parody of it. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, Jurassic Park, synonymous with people. I mean, it won a lot of awards, but in-universe it didn't. The only reason I could think of it was because Bart was being attacked by the birds. Oh yeah, that's right. The peacocks. By the peacocks. That's the only reason I could <laughs> yeah, think that, the, they, that they the had peacocks that Peacocks of the Playboy Mansion. That were the, that's funny you mentioned. That were the raptors. That's ah, funny you mentioned that. There's an episode of 30 Rock where Jack Donaghy gets a peacock for <laughs> reasons and it surprises Liz and she goes, ah, living dinosaur. <laughs> there you go. That's why. Yeah, there's the connection. It's a 30 Rock reference. <laughs> Let's just assume everything we don't like is just a 30 Rock reference. Mm. 
ah, that, pretty much that. They just go back to the point, go back back to the Golden Glow point and start working again because that's really where it derails for me. Yeah. Everything before that was actually pretty good. I was surprised considering what, you know, what season is this? Season... 22. 22, 22 yeah. Mm. I mean, right smack dab in the 20s, it's a... Uh, was shaky ground, but it was surprisingly good. And then, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Craig? What would you like to change? I would insert an entire amount of making of Angry Dad. Yeah. Something that gives us the setup for the heart of that story, which was missing. You've yeah. got to have a real reason for why. I mean, Homer just going off and getting all the awards is a nice little tack on. But, I mean, you want to build up to that. You want to give it some sort of gravitas. Mm. And there's just nothing there in the middle there. So you can rip out the whole Golden Globes, throw it away as far as yep. I'm concerned. Keep the Oscars because that's the ultimate award. Mm. And then just, we've made the thing and you've got this award, this award, this award. And now we go to the Oscars and... Yep. And they've got some win the Oscar, for God's there. sake. It's so weird that no, it, it bars an win. Oscar winner. It shouldn't win the Oscar. It should probably go to Pix, uh, sorry, Hicksmar or <laughs> yeah. Mix, yeah. Mixar or whatever it was Whatever called. the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. at the time. And hey, it, did we mention how Wally pulls a gun on Lisa? <laughs> 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 that was just... What? Yeah, I get the lamp like doing the threatening, interrogating thing and the Randy Newman's, you got an enemy. Yep, yeah. and but, then you got Mr. Carrot Head, of course, oh, yeah. Mr. Potato Head there. Yeah. Legally distinct. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> Wally with a gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, thing. Look, what else I found in the garbage, bitch? <laughs> yeah, some weird, weird moment. Yeah, look, I, I fully agree. It's the back end of the episode is the part that I just doesn't have any impact for me. And yeah, the making of Angry Dad is your chance to make Homer annoying. Like, because yeah. we get a glimpse of it where he sort of blows it off for Taco Tuesday at work, which <laughs> that was my cover photo on Facebook for the longest time, just that <laughs> Taco Tuesday banner. Um, like, there's things like that where he's like really difficult, and you can then lead up to it that post that, yeah, he's bagging the movie on Jimmy Fallon and all that sort of stuff. You know, I, I think there was a lot of. Scenes that they said happened that I would have liked to see play out. Wasted opportunities. Absolutely. Wasted opportunities. Yeah, have Homer on Fallon being all, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people involved in making this, but really it was all me. Yeah. Yeah, so look, one of my favourite not-in-this-episode moments is, yeah. no, 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 only I may dance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and what a chance to do a talk show as well and cram in another guest star into this yeah, episode. Yeah, sure, why the hell not? <laughs> BT, what, do you have any other notes? Some of the other IPs the company had was like the Gina Davis cartoon, <laughs> internet yeah. cartoon. Which Gina like, Davis project. Show me more of that, as well as Parody Man. Yeah, I love that Wolverine arm, Starfader helmet. And yeah. <laughs> There's a weird Roman Polanski reference. Yeah. It was just, I don't know what to make of that, but hey, there it is. I kind of led to a good joke that I like, oh, Bart, you'll be the next Roman Polanski. Like, what? What's wrong with that? And then My little, yeah. Yeah. But still, feels just a little weird, a little awkward. Yeah. It's not something you want to think about. Yeah, it's a good Much like the logistics of drinking a soda with your butt. Yes. Yeah, no. Sorry, I made you sad again, didn't <laughs> you I? You did, you bastard. <laughs> uh, I'll cheer myself up with the uh, little sign gag of muffins are for producers only, and there's like two armed guards next to it. Muffin guards, yep. Yep, very important to have muffin guards. And I think that is all my notes. Do you have any more notes, Craig? Mm, well, I do have one. The most disappointing part of the entire episode is that, apart from the first third, it ends up feeling like a waste of time. Yeah. Mm. And that's kind of it. Yeah, that's... The yep. real sticking point of this one. Hey, sound! I found an extra note. Uh, oh. When they're sitting next to the director of uh, Wallace and Gromit, who's like, shakes Lisa's hand, his fingers <laughs> come off, and goes, oh, I'll put that back. I'm more clay than man now. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Very good line delivery by Nick Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, my final notes. 
It's funny you were mentioning as well the music of the time that the Angry Dad episode would have taken place in the early aughts, and they did the flashback with NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye, and I was like... (laughs) Point made. (laughs) The original cut of Angry Dad was apparently four hours and 35 minutes. That is a long movie. Yes. (laughs) What, what, this episode? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I loved Lisa's line of, so who are you wearing? I think it's Lamps Plus. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Ben Stiller and Jack Black are doing a bit that just won't end. Okay, that was a a little bit of magic. Yeah, that that was was a bit of magic. Because again, all you see of them is Ben Stiller in an Iron Man costume, Jack Black in a Hulk costume, and they're fighting with lightsabers. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what this bit is, but yes, they would do that, and yes, it would go on too long. (laughs) There's a weird Banksy Yeah, uh, scrolled on the wall. Yeah. Did he cause some kerfuffle at the Oscars at one point? I don't know. Oh, speaking of which, when Ricky Gervais is doing his tip jar thing, there's a sign that says, do not let this man host, which is reference to his infamous stint as the Oscars host. There's a weird Scorsese ramble. Again, so many Ah, drag out jokes in this. Yeah, and i got to say, just I liked the ending of the carving off a little bit of the Oscar for everybody. Yeah, I I think I would put a nice button on it. Mm -hmm. It's time to rank this thing. BT is your Ah. turn to go first. Man, this one's a little tough, because jokes-wise, it should be a bronze, it should be a no-brainer, but yet plot-wise, it's such a just mishmash of boring, annoying material. This one's, if it came on, I would be interested in the first half, and then I would want to leave. Ah, I am going to go harsh on this, because I squandered what they have, and that bothers me. I'm going to go with a participant. It could have been a bronze. It could have been a bronze. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Craig? I'm calling it a bronze-ticipant. <laughs> um, it's it's halfway between participant and bronze. You have to pick one. Oh, do I really? Yeah. Oh, it's a tarnished bronze. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a gilded participant. It's um, <laughs> it's all right. I'm gonna if I have to pick one, I've got to go with a participant. But I do that one to duress. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> yeah, because it's got some shining moments that actually give it some metallic bits in it. Mm-hmm. But really, it, they waste everything after the yeah. first third. I think that's what really bothers me. Like I, I was very close to a bronze myself, but it's just. Yeah, they just waste yeah. so much and so much. Oh, well, because, yeah, I was surprised because this was just such an easy bronze for me. Just an episode that is okay, you yeah, know? I walked into the room on a bronze, but the more I think <laughs> about it, the angrier I get. And, oh, the more, yeah. and the more I realize how much I don't want to revisit that second half. Really, Dad? What? You said angry. It makes sense. Ah, I'm not good at anger. That's okay. Unless I'm alone in my car. Oh. Then I'm great at it. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's a different movie. Yeah, it's a different, different yeah. me. Damn you, mild inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, yeah, that equals a shiny participant all around, which kind of sounds right for yeah. it, actually. Yeah, I, I wanted this to land somewhere dull bronze, shiny participants. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and this will be the fourth episode from season 22 to be dubbed as shiny participant. It'll be joining elementary school musical. That's the Ooh. flight of the Concords. And, oh, yep. oh, yeah. Uh, we all mixed one on that one as well. Yeah. And because it has that weird B story with Krusty being sued in Holland and Homer and Barter oh, is legal defense or something. Like I forgot about that bit. The Scorpion's Tale, another episode that I liked and the rest of the room did not. Especially me. I did not like that. Yeah, they synthesize an antidepressant out of flowers that they find out after the fact makes your eyeballs pop out. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And also, love is a many strangled thing where Homer learns not to strangle Bart mm. with the help of Karima Abdul Jabbar. He dressed as him and he strangles him <laughs> yeah. for months on end. Yeah, yep, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, just like Ned's spankathon punishment when he's a kid. Mm. Yeah, except that was funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, one was, uh, that, that whole episode weirds me out so much because they call attention to the strangling and like to do that feels so odd. Mm. Like, yeah. It's just supposed to be just be there. Yeah. 
and Bart should be more in the victim role in that episode, but you just want to fucking strangle that kid by yeah, the end yeah, of it. Yeah, He's such true. a prick. All right. And just that- like Lisa and the pokey stick. <laughs> <laughs> we did that one recently yeah. too. Yeah. It did breezily well. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that does it for the HD era. Now we're going all the way back to the classic era, and I am so fucking excited for this episode. This is going to be the day the violence died. We'll be back. Not the violence. <gasps> Won't someone think of the children? <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 7, Episode 18, The Day the Violence Died. First released in March of 1996, it was directed by Wes Archer, written by... John, John Schwartzwelder! Ah, classic. Yeah, it's very rare that we get a double Schwartzwelder in uh, one podcast, and ah, so glad we did, because in this episode... You all know this one. This is the Chester J. Lampwick, the guy who originally designed Itchy and made the cartoon. Oh, my God. What do we think? It's my favorite episode. (laughs) One of my my favorite episodes. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, this one is just beautiful. It just flows so well. It is classic Schwarzweldian at its finest. Well, maybe not its finest. It's certainly fantastic. The writing is so goddamn sharp, Mm. though. Picking a moment that's going to stand out to me is going to be very difficult, so I'm going to throw it to you guys first. BT, yeah. what stands out to you? All right. First, I want to note, again, when we talk about Schwarzweldian pacing, we talk about the fact this hits the ground running. We get it so well. We start off just watching Itchy and Scratchy. They establish it's their 75-year anniversary. We actually had a debate in one of the previous episodes, how long has Itchy and Scratchy been running? That's right. 75 years is the answer. So but that's in that? season seven. Yeah. yeah, just to explain, yeah, because there was an episode, a recent one that we saw where Homer as a child had an itchy and scratchy sweater, and we were like, huh. How long mm. has this been going yep. on? And yet, but th- That place, yep. that makes sense. But no, from that we go to the parade, from the parade we get Bart chasing it to going into Bumville. It's like, this surely was a poorly planned parade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then bam, we're introduced to the main character and the main thrust of this entire plot, flawlessly, straight away, so fluidly and so great. But the part that stands out to me has got to be how well they kind of plant the ending with Mr. Zip that ends up being, you know, what turns it all around. And but it's just in this little quick little joke of all these other characters, like Flatulent Fox and Dinner Dog. It's just there and it's planted. You don't even realize it's been planted. That's something always a mark of good mm. writing mm. when you get told the essential parts of the plot and you didn't even know. Yeah. It's astounding. Like, to just have it about the design of Itchy, I think, was interesting mm. because, like, they could have done the whole, oh, he ripped it all off. Yeah. But just to fo- hone in on that one character, like, I thought was really interesting, the direction that they took. How about you, Craig? What stands out to you, for better or worse? Absolutely. That Bart's pacing in this, Bart's lines and his pacing in this is more than on point. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's very rare that you get to see a cartoon that's thrown off as a, quick, a cheap half-hour animation that actually has that sort Sort of characterization and that sort of pacing in their dialogue and, mm. this, and this is gold for that yeah oh it's just so wonderful and like yeah following bart's passion throughout this whole thing mm. and you know being a kid that's up against the world and just wanting to help in every way he can and well, finding out that he can't and when he does help <laughs> it has consequences uh, too but even then before then we've got you know his passion for Itchy and scratchy not only just staying up all night watching it with lisa but also when he kind of jumps out of the parade is marching proudly with them and there's kind yeah. of a it's a really kind of sweet moment he's a part of the thing he loves for a minute minute and then it walks into Bumtown and uh, yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, and we notice. I don't think I've noticed this before. Someone goes, "Hey, it's Bart." Bart. Yeah. Bart. Yeah. I mean, Bart was famous at one point in Springfield. Yeah. He was the "I didn't do it" boy. He's yes. not an Oscar winner yet, Bart. No, no, no. <laughs> give him, just give him time. Yeah. Oh goodness! And what stands out to me? I'm going to say yeah, Chester J. Lampwick. What a character! Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people's favorite one-time Simpsons character as well. Like um, definitely up there. I mean. I was sitting there like, okay, so what, roughly, I know I'm going to rank this well, but where? And then the second I remembered, this is the one with the, I thought I recognized you. <laughs> I paid you. Uh, <laughs> I was at a basket of corn muffins to paint my chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> Those, Those muffins were terrible. Paint my chicken coop. Make uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> and the blintzes as well. <laughs> the well, back to it. We don't care about your blintzes. <laughs> Do you, either of you know what a blintz is? Yes, blintz is a wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a it's a. I'm gonna get hoisted for this because yeah. this is my memory of what they are. It's a pastry stuffed with cream cheese or sweetened cream cheese, yeah. and then other types of filling like fruit filling or whatever that should actually add to that flavouring. And it's dusted with powdered sugar, mm. but it's not hard like yeah. a beignet. It's actually very soft. Oh right, sounds pretty good. Yeah, oh, they're, oh, they're delicious. <laughs> oh, I could go for a blintz right now. Worth painting a chicken coop for. <laughs> <laughs> so Chester was played by Kirk Douglas. This was a revelation to me. I had mm. no idea. Big actor from the golden age of cinema, father to Michael Douglas. Yep. Uh, yeah. So apparently, according to Nancy Cartwright, he was really difficult to work with. And he actually only did like two or three passes at each line. I have a weird recollection that Michael, du- oh, sorry, um, this Douglas, whichever one it was, Kirk, Kirk yeah. Douglas might be one of those actors that, yeah, only does like one take. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I got it. We're, we're moving on. Vague recollection that he's like that. But, a uh, lot of actors from that era were yeah. like that. It's like, so I've been doing this for that many years. I know my shtick. There Louis we go. Fair, if he was only doing two takes, he nailed them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because upon finding that out, that was something that I was looking out for tonight, trying to find any of the dodgy reads, but they don't exist. <laughs> like, his passion and everything, it just shines through well, in that's this. That's what we assume. Maybe he was originally written as a very sweet man. Yeah? <laughs> Not a grizzled old, I'm quite sorry I didn't paint your chicken coop. Could I perhaps paint it now? <laughs> Would that make amends? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, those corn muffins weren't too bad. <laughs> Certainly I'll give you the money to reopen INS Studios. <laughs> Damn it, Douglas is off, off script again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so fantastic performance, fantastic one-time character. I love that he had history within the world of Springfield as well, mm. like with Grandpa and Krusty. <laughs> like, ah, oh, amazing. Play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Oh, I know. I've seen this. It's it's in the 20, 20 digits. Yep. Yep. 800 billion times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen this so many times. Yep. This is so one of my favorites as a kid. And I can still, I swear I still see the Channel 10 watermark in the corner of that <laughs> episode. I watched it yeah, that oh, many no, times. <laughs> so wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? And our next story, a stowaway bear on the terrorizes the astronauts <laughs> on the space station, <laughs> which is somehow a line I've never noticed before. Yeah, that's that the answer. It, it, wack, wackiness ensues, and then the detective story. Yeah, but yeah, in an episode about cartoon violence and stuff, yeah, it countered that with, yeah, a really serious like, a story, just a courtroom drama, basically, yeah. Yeah, and, and who can forget the drama of, you know, they threw me out, and then they dropped an anvil on me. Luckily, I was holding an umbrella at the time. <laughs> oh, that's right. And when yeah, they, very cartoony. And when they do throw him out of of INS Studios and the hat. Just the comedic timing on that That brought back memories. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the hat. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. 
Oh, yeah, and of course the solid gold house and the rocket car, and <laughs> of course you'd do it when you got $800 million. I think it was billion. billion. $800 billion, I think it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah like the first yeah. time he said, I thought, oh, did I just hear that B? It was, nah, it must have been an M. But then the second time, I'm pretty sure he says billion. And so. there's a oh, lot wow. of zeros on that check. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Why did he bite it, though? <laughs> you know, make there sure it's genu- genuine. There, there was an old thing where we used to be given coins for something, and then you would check to see if the coin was actually real or if it was made of lead then it would bend and so oh, it would be a right. real piece of money yeah remember bend a bit of poo penny <laughs> this is not What's... opening a, a bottle and drinking it <laughs> yeah. that was last episode <laughs> that's a different thing entirely <laughs> I love though that Chester is still like offering people shoe shines <laughs> old habits man yeah but it's an interesting thing that they did as well that it was Kent Brockman like walking his dog so they're showing them that he's in an affluent neighbourhood yeah. as well like just well I mean where's your solid gold house located <laughs> yeah but you have to understand Chester J. Lampwick even though he's an older man is only new money so uh, he's yeah. not worthy of recognition by Brockman who's had his money for longer yeah that's right and a little bit of wacky I do really like is when Roger Myers Jr. is bankrupt he still has like a desk from the cardboard boxes <laughs> mm. it's just because he's always buying a desk every scene with him so it's like of and his he dad's head in, a, in an esky <laughs> comfortable in there <laughs> with the Walt Disney head being frozen reference it's just yeah. it's magic <laughs> oh you're good in there daddy oh and he just that shakes a little oh. yeah it's just so good <laughs> gross <laughs> <laughs> so how about the itchy and scratchy cartoons as well what do we think of those the original Manhattan Madness was actually really enjoyable yeah and it looked like it was period yeah mm-hmm. And I loved, he played the piano along to it yeah. as well. Yeah. Still remember how it went and everything. It's always weirded me out, Millhouse's zeal for watching Itchy kill things. Kill him! Kill him! Yeah, there's <laughs> always just been a little, but I love the follow-up joke of him being too slow to read the title card. Yeah. <laughs> a chance for my miss. Watch out, Itchy, he's Irish! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, just while we're there, apparently the piano was being played by Jack Sheldon, who's a bebop pianist. Oh, nice. Well, he did a fantastic job outside of his genre. Yeah, absolutely. And were there any other itchy? Oh, yeah. The there, was, there was the Steamboat Itchy yep. that they showed a little bit of. Yep. yep. One of them with the opening, the 75-year-old, where Scratchy's a ghost and he frees him and puts his ice ball, eyeball, ice balls, technically. Ice yes. Ice. Oh, ice they, they become ice balls. So. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Into a drink. And then the last one, when everything's resolved, where he prays to Mouse God. Yes. <laughs> I like the design of Mouse God. Hmm. There's a God I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Very vengeful. It's the yeah. only time in The Simpsons that we see God's face, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's always yeah. up to his chin and then and nothing yep. of the face of God. But Mouse God's different. <laughs> Mouse God is different. Yeah. <laughs> different canon, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? How did we like the emotional core? The hero's journey is right there in front of you and and it's got tons of heart yeah but it's also subverted brilliantly as well Ah, that very final ending is just it's brilliant Mm. yeah because at this point yeah marge even lists off all the barton lisa detective stories of of course they're going to figure it out and uh and then just to have it snatched away from them at the last second yeah, ah. and even like doing it so perfectly tacky to set it up. I'm sure if we put our minds to it, look, look at, at this. this. Oh, there's the next page. I should have opened there. Then Lester and Eliza. Yeah, now yeah. The, the, look, if I had to be super nitpicky about this episode, mm-hmm. Lester and Eliza are the only things that annoy me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that means decreases my enjoyment by 1%. It annoys me a little bit because... They rarely, if anything, show up ever again. Yes. <laughs> I mean, th- that's the glorious part of them, but 
Maybe they're from Shelbyville. Yeah. That, 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 that could be true, but I just need to know what happened to them. <laughs> I need to know how they helped Krusty find his estranged wife. Or how they and helped the poo get out of jail for uh, public indecency. <laughs> Maybe Krusty's estranged wife was Susan Anton. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Eudora Welty. <laughs> Coming, you don't. Coming, you don't. Wow. <laughs> um, like just the solution as well that we never hear Bart and Lisa's solution no, either. But it's too perfect that we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we shouldn't. Yeah, because they were going to be like, oh well, according to copyright statutes, I'm a problem. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Bart's journey as well is something that really stood out to me from this one. Just. Yeah, trying to help someone get his due and then realising the consequence that came from that. It's mm. very... Uh, yeah, it feels like... Again, it's hard to imagine the first time watching this, but you think the whole thing is going to be getting Chester his moment in court. Mm-hmm. Instead, that's the midpoint, and yeah. I love that. Yeah, and that it comes with such a heavy price mm. that, yeah, now the thing he loves is gone, Like, and that the guy that he helped won't help bring it back either. Like, mm. This is, yeah, some it's, really it's, it's complex It's a fully stuff. developed story arc. Yeah. yeah. But just with that little bit extra that really goes somewhere you weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. And then concludes in a complete left hook. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, wonderful. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Why, 800 yep. billion percent. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. 800, 800 billion percent, yep. Solid gold house percent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the characters are so themselves. I'd say you get a tiny, not off model, but it's a very different side of Lisa when, when Bart's first like, Lisa, whoever stopped loving violence, I want you to shoot me, deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, she's like, so it's true, some cartoons do encourage violence. We gotta save them and soon punch. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little bit of violent Lisa happening there. Yeah. Yeah, not entirely out of character, just a little bit we don't see too often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love Homer as well. The whole repeating bit of Bart asking him for cash. <laughs> the never-ending wallet of Homer in this episode. <laughs> Do you have a thousand dollars? You have seven hundred fifty dollars. Can I have one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars? Just gets his wallet. Okay, oh, wait a minute. And doesn't go for the card. Goes for the cash. Yeah, goes for the cash. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. But yes or no? Would you watch it again? Oh, 100 billion percent. <laughs> Would you like to watch it again now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's start that right now. So we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this go in? Gold. <laughs> Gold playlist. Absolutely. Uh, poorly planned parades. Yep. <laughs> Parade playlist. There's yeah. been a few of those. There's yeah. Been a few. Yeah. There's some floats around. Put it in with like the Brad Goodman episode where yeah. the Do What You Feel festival and the parade there. Yeah, mm. I didn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy and also Roger Mize. Yep. Roger Mize. Yep. 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 Uh, who's played by Alex Rocco, who I didn't know. He's uh, passed away. So, yeah. yeah. R.I.P. And as Bill Hartman, the other guest star for this episode. Yeah. So, fucking also classic Lionel Hutz. Mm. Yep. <laughs> We yep. have conjecture and hearsay. Those are kinds, kinds of Come evidence. on, it's got to be his immortal line of, oh, this thing is all screwed up. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, money, money down. down. So you don't work on contingency. <laughs> uh, just while we're on uh, people we've lost, uh, who was the actor that played Sherry Terry and uh, Martin? Oh, yeah, Russie Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Lost, her, yeah, lost her. Yeah, we got that sad news over the weekend. Mm. Yeah, the voice actor of Sherry Terry, Uda, and Martin. Mm. Yeah. That's sad. Well, I mean, for Cherry and Terry, it's not such a bad thing. But Martin's a, yeah. a fairly solid support player. Yeah. We get like a sort of Martin-focused episode every two to three seasons. And mm. yeah, it's sad that we're going to lose that. But it's also mm. sad that The Simpsons are still going. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but let's just hope they don't try to get a new voice actor in. Mm. <laughs> well, they didn't do that with Lionel Hutz. They, Hearts, they so. generally no. don't. But occasionally, like Lance Lady Doris, they did. 
and they've done some interesting things with Marshall Wallace who played and Krabappel where they've gotten archive audio clips and put them in so it is still her to be fair but it's just a little weird to hear that voice actor especially after Ned's wife's died yes yes. yeah (laughs) well yeah and they keep doing jokes of like Ned is married to Morden Edna ghosts now yeah (laughs) which just feels very weird weird. Mm. Yeah. yeah BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Uh, let's see here. Um, you have a list? <laughs> I'm, I'm just checking my notes. I have, I'm have. i looking for like maybe even a half-assed joke, but I don't even have that. Nope, it's all, it's great. <laughs> Craig, is there anything you'd like to change? I want to know what happened with Eliza. And, uh, uh, they died on the way back to the home. <laughs> oh, that's like, that's what I said them again. That's fine. Yep. Um, and I'm, again, super nitpicky. I would reduce the amendment to B sketch in the oh, middle. Yeah. I'd, I'd well, reduce the, the length of that a bit. To be fair, my understanding is this is a big cultural reference in America they mm. had Schoolyard Rock, I think it is. Uh, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock, Rock yes. Yeah. So neither of you have ever, ever seen any of those? I know of them mostly from things like this. Yeah. But I mean, this time around, I really kind of listened to the kind of politics they were pouring mm. in. There's like, got some flag burners who have too much freedom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's like, there's limits to our liberty. And it's like, yeah, that's interesting. That's a little <laughs> Poignant right now. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's all you changed, sorry? Uh, they're, they're the only things I can think of changing. The rest of it is so on point. It's nigh on a perfect episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super unqualified to <laughs> rewrite this one. You know, newer Simpsons make me feel very full of myself in that I could rewrite them and make them better. Not this one. No. This one makes me feel like a stupid dummy. <laughs> well done, Swartzy. So, guest stars. I know I had written down at least one more. Oh, yeah, Susan Summers played herself, mm. but the guy, Dave, wasn't him. Oh, yeah. The guy who talked. Like, what? What? <laughs> They're on the parade the, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that oh, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Isn't this the, the greatest name. day you've ever had? Yes. No, yes. Mouse <laughs> name, bitchy, with a captain scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. A bit reminded me of, I don't know if you saw The Cure were doing like a red carpet or something recently, and it's like, oh, my God, are you as excited as I am for this event? And Robert Smith just goes, Apparently not, no. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> as excited as you know, you're really excited. <laughs> Thought it was going to be, I'm Robert Smith, I'm not excited about anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't Ricky Gervais. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, God, Ricky Gervais doing the cure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but if you say goodnight on a night like this, right? Because why this is... <laughs> We love cats. We're not actually cats. cats. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we're just not cats, but cats. Yeah, like jazz sense, you know. <laughs> now a bit of riff and a guitar <laughs> instead of doo doo, which I think is a bit silly to be yeah. singing that. Yeah. All right, Craig. Do you have any other notes? Yes. Why in an animation studio are there smokestacks? <laughs> it's one of the most adorable things I've always seen about yeah. Itchin Scratchy Studios is that they've always producing tons of smoke yeah. out of their smokestacks. And when the studio gets switched Shuts off, down. no smoke. It's wonderful. There's a great joke in a lesser episode we did recently where we find out that Grandpa used to work in a smokestack factory. Yes. <laughs> there's a great little thing where this, the smokestacks just produce more smokestacks. <laughs> uh, and the grading card factory factory as well yeah, yeah there's got to be a big smokestack playlist yeah for sure <laughs> how about you BT any other notes yeah we didn't talk about the Fritz the Cat with the Itchy and Scratchy oh, yeah, yes. uh, yeah. which is a uh, yeah, great little reference to that and just always if I ever get any kind of damage to my clothes I just like oh man my threads <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it either of you Fritz uh, the Cat yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Bits, yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the styling the shading it's alright there yeah. yeah oh this looked amazing and when Itchy's pulling on that cigarette oh beautiful mm. 
beautiful animation there. Mm. Uh, there's a nice background reference to Itchy and Scratchy and Friends when they had to come up with some friends. There's Uncle Ant, Klu Klux Klan, Disgruntled <laughs> Goat. <laughs> yeah, they're just in the background of the comic book store when Bart's walking through. Rich Uncle Skeleton. <laughs> yeah, I love the extra characters. <laughs> no, my dad made them all up. Well, except for Flatchel and Fox. That was based on a true story. <laughs> Where's that story? Uh, and comic book guy's whole like rip on Bart was like $750. Ooh, it's expensive, isn't it? Ooh, your powers of detective reasoning are amazing. Do now. Well, there are so many crimes to be solved. <laughs> oh. See, that level of comic book guy sarcasm is what I expect from uh, comic book guy. Just, yeah, hyper-saturated. And just, Although mm. I noticed in this episode that comic book guy actually looks younger. Oh. Yeah, I thought his hairline was a bit a more further forward. Yeah. And the, the face is a, a, a oh, looks a little smoother. He actually looks younger. That's cool. If the idea they're putting like tiny little age details mm. in people, that'd be amazing. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, I, just, well, I wasn't done. Oh, you're not done. I'm sorry. No, I haven't mentioned Homer's colander helmet when there's a strange <laughs> no, no smell coming from the basement. He's got like a fire poker and a colander on his head. <laughs> yeah, there's a strange smell and a lot of cursing coming from the basement and dad's upstairs. Yes, but that <laughs> is my last note. I wonder if the colander helmet protects you against radon. Or yeah. <laughs> and my final, final note is how about Ghost mutt. <laughs> oh, Ghost mutt. It's not a bad idea. And where's the idea going to come from, her? <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. All right. Well, I just need a couple of seconds to do my last notes. So, BT, the question. Right. So, another question we like to ask our first time guests is mm. if you had the opportunity to have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich? If that's too difficult, because, hey, we just dropped it on you, what's the best sandwich? Oh, well, you see, I think I would have. Mm-hmm. A Reuben, first yep. off. Very you popular. Get a, no, I lo- cause I love me a good Reuben. Mm, but it's, okay, it's got to be a good toasted rye. But mm-hmm. on that Reuben, I would also then have a whole lot of cracked black pepper because I mm. like a lot of cracked pepper. So that's a, a Reuben with pepper. You don't, you can't ask them for a Reuben with pepper. They don't like you. They they, they look at you askance. <laughs> yeah, what have you done to my Reuben? Yeah, so you can't do that. No. So that's why I want Reuben with with the, with the beef with the pastrami and mm-hmm. and then for those people who really want to get the shudders, I would probably put a ring of pineapple on the top. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yep, interesting mix. Yeah, 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 something that cut through all that meatiness. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's what you need. Don't, not just the mustard. You want something a bit sweet there, just to tang it up a bit. Mm. Yep, that's my sandwich. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Like Sounds good. I want one. Yeah, on our sandwich board, we've yeah done this for all our guests and like about a quarter of them are variations on a Reuben. Well, that, Yours is really standing out. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> the pineapple is interesting. I think that, I think it would really work out. You should try yeah. it. Yeah. You, should, you should try it. It's really nice. Really cut through. Awesome. All right, time for my final notes. I love the save our seats, Dad. Hello. Will do. And I like this like a nice couple as well. Yeah. Like it's not just some weird home, but they're up at four in the morning or whatever it is. But, you know, just, hello. But yeah, perfectly pleasant. I invented cartoon violence before me. All the cartoon characters used to do is just play the ukulele. ukulele. Yeah. Why do I have the note piano kill? Dropped a piano on my head, and I was mm. holding a small umbrella. Yeah, that was an oh, that, oh, yeah, anvil. Umbrella. Anvil and head, maybe. Mm-hmm. No, piano kill. Piano kill? Yeah. Who dies by a piano? N- not sure, but it did remind me, I forgot to mention before in the first episode, the yeah. all the delivery people. I was going to say. Mailman. <laughs> piano <laughs> lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked when Chester was in the basement, he asked for spare change, and Homer's just like, huh? Just throw. <laughs> Man, Homer's got a lot of disposable income in this episode. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, he also decides 
that he's going to spend his earnings on eating liver and onions. <laughs> mm. Don't see that one being on the sandwich board. No. I mean, give it time. <laughs> no, just no. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. And my final note is the surprise witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph is the, the in there. two overweight twins yeah. on, the boat, on the little motorcycles. <laughs> Brilliant. But Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> that was lovely. Mm. That was surprising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't expect that. And I'm pretty sure they drew John Swartzworld were in there as well. Yeah, they like to throw him in as a quick reference. Yep. All right. It's time to rank this thing. And Craig, your turn to go first. It is the double zirconia. <laughs> it's up, right up there with spotlights. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I can't fault this episode. Like, I actually, yeah, I agree the abandonment 2B probably drags on a little bit too long, but also... Fuck, it's so rapid fire that maybe we did need a little bit of a break up to that point. So Yeah, fair. Yeah, this was a favourite of mine then, now, and forever, mm-hmm. BT. Yeah, it's Cubic Zirconia. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't 100% sure. And then once Chester Lampwick gets in and he has these great classic lines, there's so many great quotable moments in this one, and it's just so much fun. It's so fluid and so well-paced and so well-plotted. Hey, great time. Loved it. Cubic Zirconia. All the characters are on point. Their pacing is on point. As a matter of fact, it probably sets a standard for later, mm. later next couple of seasons for yeah. what they all have to measure up to. Yeah. Oh, definitely. All right, well, averaging out, don't need to average. It's unanimous. It's Cubic Zirconia. Yes. This will be the seventh episode from season seven to get the unanimous Cubic Zirconia ranking. It'll be joining Who Shot Mr. Burns Part Mm 2, Bart Sells His Soul. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wonderful episode. Bart the Fink. That's the tax evasion. Avoision? Mm-hmm. Avoision. <laughs> yep. Home of the Smithers, when Homer's the yes. Smithers. Yep. 22 short films about Springfield, because of course that was going to be an yes. essential episode. Mm-hmm. And one that we mentioned earlier, Raging Abe Simpson and his grandson. The flying Hellfish. I'm flying just, Hellfish. Yeah, yeah, I've just co- shortened it down to The Curse yeah. of the Flying Hellfish. It's a ridiculously a good long episode. Title. It is. Yeah. Yeah. In Amongst Great Company, Fuck Season 7 is amazing. I think it's our second best season at the moment. Mm. And this uh, episode is just reason why. All right, I'm rambling enough. So that probably means it's time for The Simpsons Index to finish. But before we get out of here, we just like to briefly talk about some things that we're into lately. Books, TV, music, movies, uh, fashion. Um, <laughs> Wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you into, BT? I've not really cracked anything new recently. A comic series I really like, The Wicked and the Divine, is coming to a close soon. Uh, but I've recommended that before. Don't anything else. You know what? We talk a lot about Rubens on this show, but you nearly <laughs> need to go out and try try and find a good Ruben. It varies a little bit, but go out there, give it a shot. Yeah, you should, you should. Rubens is the best thing to do. Yeah. Not I, the Rubens. <laughs> They're no, not no, a good band. No, no, no. no that's, just the sandwich. Yeah, it's just uh, as bad as the Rubettes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, Ruben Republic in Marrickville is fucking amazing. If, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. How about you, Craig? What are you into? I've just currently rediscovered the George R.R. R. Martin curated Wildcard series, which I read originally in the 80s and I actually found them in a box of books I hadn't unpacked and I started reading them again so I'm just hell for leather right in the middle of that right now loving Chernobyl series Chernobyl yeah. I can't recommend that enough it is so good and uh, ignoring popularist television all I can at the moment yeah, <laughs> because um, it's all game show after game show and I really don't give a rat's ass nope. yeah oh free to wear is <laughs> fucked <laughs> well that's uh, no that's very kind of you I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's much worse than you may think than, you know. it's true it's been a long time since I watched anything free to air, so. yeah just don't do that yeah <laughs> yes. and what have I've been into lately well a peek behind the curtain I only recorded an episode just the other day, so... (laughs) Don't ruin the magic. (laughs) But in that episode, I mentioned that Netflix recently announced that they've cancelled Tuka and Birdie, which... (gasps) 
Oh, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Oh, man. Such a fucking dumb, short-sighted decision. It is such a good show. And to cut it down after only one season is so dumb and yeah, cruel. Yeah, at least give it another season. Yeah. So everybody do hashtags or whatever. Save Tuka and Birdie. It's, it's such a wonderful show. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. But also, I haven't mentioned that this year I've been getting really into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They are a band that have an absolutely stupid name. But my God, they are so much fun. They're sort of like almost a rock revival sort of band but like each of their albums is so varied and different they have like an album that's like jazz and they've got a prog record about balrogs and fucking altered beasts and all that sort of stuff and their album that's going to be coming out later this year is like a thrash metal album it's and i got to see them earlier in the year and they're such a wonderful band they have two drummers and they are like in sync it's amazing thing to see so yeah king gizzard and the lizard wizard if you haven't checked them out i love them a lot Oh, and also uh, there's a YouTube channel called Middle Eight who do like music essays and they've done a couple on King Gizzard as well. So Middle Eight as well. All right, cool. Well, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. Craig, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's been my pleasure. I've loved being here. <laughs> uh, we'll have to get you back on again soon. And, you know, you got off pretty light this time. I think it's time we show you some awful episodes <laughs> next time. Oh, bring it. Just bring <laughs> it. I'll, I'll tear them down. And BT, thank you as always. I mean, it was pretty good being here. Yeah. I do it a lot. (laughs) He didn't have a Reuben. (sighs) Sandwich me up next time. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's get the heck out of here. Um, uh, uh, I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all mustard in the house. Ghost mutt. Ghost mustard. Ghost mustard. Ghost mustard. mustard. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter or Instagram. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.